Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. Okay, so as you can see by my silly attempt at alliteration in the title of this episode, Plagues and Protests, uh, in this episode we decided to go for a two-for topic. First, uh, we started on the coronavirus, or now known specifically as COVID-19, uh, and then we transition into the, and I hope I don't butcher this uh, pronunciation, the Wet'suwet'en uh, protests, and compared them with the ongoing teachers, Ontario teacher strike. Hope you enjoy. A lezo caster. Yeah, we're talking about it's like a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're looking at. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. So. So Dow Jones dropped 1,191 points today. I heard of that. Single largest <laughs> drop in its history. So that's. You Is know, this being good. because of the coronavirus, or did they? Yeah, they said it was a technical. Well, there's speculation that it's fears over the coronavirus, but I, I believe that. Well, I just saw a news broadcast about uh, Italy. Um, like people in Italy are are hurting because tourism is at an all time low right now because nobody's there. It's like fucking vacant. I mean, yeah, it makes Italy, sense. Italy's gonna do what Italy always do. Italy's gonna change sides and join the coronavirus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great unless it's a, unless it's about austerity measures or something. Yeah. yeah, I saw a great post here. Hang on a sec. Well, I can't uh, wait for the French riots if they put in austerity measures. Yeah, nobody uh, riots like the French. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. See if I can find it here. I got it. Uh, there's a slow burn start. start. It's a slow burn start. This one says France surrenders. France has surrendered to the coronavirus. It says uh, France has surrendered to the coronavirus. It took less than eight minutes. <laughs> you know, everyone, uh, loves, good. everyone loves to chirp on France, but they all forget that Denmark surrendered in the Second World War in like two hours or seven hours, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know. I think Belgium was just outright ignored. <laughs> Belgium's irrelevant. It has been since <laughs> they got. It, Belgium's been irrelevant since they got marched through dragging the British Empire into the First World War. Well, that's the only thing they've ever really done that's of significance to the international community is just dragging uh, every Africa into the war. No, 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 no. They have good beer. <laughs> they have good beer. <laughs> <laughs> they speak Frankish. That's not even a fucking language. They speak Flemish. It's it's like French. half German, half French. Well, it's yeah. Well, I guess it's like a Dutch dialect. Like, I don't really know what you're on about here, but I think language is weird. I think it sounds what silly. What do the Swiss speak then? Because they speak Swiss German or Swiss French. So are they not real either? No, just a, they're not real, real people. Either. Billions of dollars of Nazi gold would disagree with you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> fucking no, I'm a total xenophobe. Didn't you know? No. <laughs> Anyway, okay. (laughs) No, not even. Don't you start talking to me about color. (laughs) Oh boy, (laughs) this started well. (laughs) Glad okay for our listeners. Just so you know, I feel like is it me? (laughs) There's a conversation that we had. What's that? Is it me that brings us out in you too? It's like glad I'm back. You know, <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's probably the whiskey. It could, I think it might be, it might be cognac. Who knows? Anyway, no, just for our listeners, we did have a, you call it an offline conversation that got maybe a little bit heated. So we're back now. <laughs> that was that was fueled by like three and a half bottles of dandelion wine, is my understanding. <laughs> yeah, that was. Basically we all, we all have. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. This is about as much as we're going to say about that and we'll just leave it at that so in other news clearly the chinese are just lying to us (laughs) no 
and they're just they honestly i feel like this whole coronavirus this like covid19 is like a fucking it's like a a chinese government experiment gone wrong no it's from people eating bats but like did you ever read the novel world war z not the terrible brad pitt movie but the the book no no, I read some. It, it, it's, it's like, like it's, a series of short stories, basically. Well, interviews yeah. after the event with people, but it all started in China, and they tried to hide it until they couldn't, and then it it took over the world. Well, here's something. Here's something funny. So, so uh, SARS when they originally came out, they they tried to hide it. They originally downplayed it and denied that was them. Yeah, and then Toronto got screwed. I remember I lived there. Yeah, and then you know you know. Just like Chernobyl, but different. Yeah. Um, anyways, so one of the leading researchers now looking for an antiviral drug is Jean Chrétien's brother. <laughs> Why? Michel. No His name way. is Michel. Did he deal with SARS? Was he one of yeah, the Yeah, guys- he dealt with SARS, and now he's actually doing overseeing a drug trial in China. I mean, it's quite similar, right? It's a, it's a flu-like respiratory disease. Yeah, well, SARS, it, SARS is a coronavirus. Yeah. 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 So coronavirus is just like a generic term that they give for it. That's why they've started calling it uh, COVID-19 to give it a specific label for whatever it is. I thought it was. And they still haven't figured it out. I thought they changed the name because of lobbying from a piss poor beer company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me at all. Ruining our lime sales. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, in, in the stock price of Corona dies. <laughs> Good. Overpriced swill yeah. with a weird ad campaign. Go away. It is. It's honestly Thank just God. go and get uh, what is it? Go get Brava. Go get Brava. It's like a poor man's Corona. Or Sol, which is what they give you at all the all inclusives in Mexico because they're exporting all the Corona. It's like Corona, but worse. <laughs> or get just go and uh, drink the the that swill that the most interesting man likes to sell the uh, what is it Dos Equis. do that yeah. it's actually yeah, good I mean, beer well, I guess what we're trying to say is that you're spoiled for choice for shitty lager in Mexico <laughs> mm. no I would say you know they probably don't get good chocolate either you know like chocolate flavored popsicles instead of the it all melt of course <laughs> obviously. No one wants a chocolate yeah. flavor popsicle. Nobody does want a chocolate flavor popsicle. You want a fudgicle? Yeah, that's exactly. different. That, want a that is not a chocolate flavor popsicle. Chocolate flavor popsicle. That's is not a popsicle. No, no, it, it, they exist, but they're just brown disappointment. A fudgicle has texture. Exactly, it's creamy. Right. It actually right. tastes like right. chocolate. Yeah, it's all. It's yeah. like it you like. can make your own with like a mix of Cool Whip, Nutella, and something else. I can't remember. Yeah, or you could, or you could be an adult and spend four dollars at the bloody grocery store and buy six of them. So you know, choose your wonderful. Choose your <laughs> or you just fish for them like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, bottom line, are we surprised that communism is a political structure Sorry. founded on lies? And my father-in-law calls Chinese people cat killers and dog eaters. <laughs> oh, we're going the same way as last time. <laughs> no. It wasn't me. Just trying to stoke the fire. <laughs> no, it wasn't you this time. I'm just trying to stoke the fire and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, evidently, oh, any, any okay. So, in all seriousness, whether or not it's it's communist, any, evidently, any totalitarian state that has massive information control is going to want to keep a grip on anything going on in the country. I mean, the only reason the the extent of Hong Kong became known is because of essentially Western people live tweeting it and and Hong Kong locals using the internet before China was able to shut it down. I mean, yeah. to to the point that there was those pictures of like what is obviously a tank with like a, a shitty like a grade two bus disguise on it, like going into Hong Kong. And it's like buses are going into Hong Kong, but it's like a tank. You can see the treads under like the the shell of a bus they put on top of it. Um, yeah, you know, they're, they're, it, it, this is not surprising and it's not unique to China. It's just they're a, a large example in a current uh, currently relevant one. Like, do you think we nothing, should ever, be... nothing of interest happens in Burma? So we don't care. Or sorry, Myanmar. So we don't care. But it wouldn't be much different. <laughs> right. Do you think we uh, like 
Uh, do you think we should be actually concerned? I mean, what is there now? It's like 16 confirmed cases in Toronto, they said. Yeah. And then there's something like that. And then there's like 60 confirmed cases in, in the States right now. I'm going to caveat this with, with my complete and utter, utter lack of epidemiology. But um, I wouldn't be. I mean, how many people got the flu in that time frame? How many people got literally anything else? And the majority of the fatalities have been people over 55 um, with already complicated health issues. So I don't know if it's something to panic about. Like, I lived through the fucking SARS panic in Toronto um in 2004 and everyone was freaking the hell out until the rolling stones came and proved that if if it doesn't get them it's not getting anybody but yeah well here's the thing you can't infect fucking what's his nuts there Keith Richards, um richards because <laughs> he's you know, yeah. like what was the joke he's gonna be there at the end of the world with five cockroaches <laughs> he's he's just immune to everything man no, but you know what? The, the thing is, you, you can't use the baseline just because I didn't get last time. I'm not going to get it this time. Um, the really the thing is that it's it's who else you interact with. When we talk about yeah. our immunity models being based off herds, uh, that's fine. That you know you may not kill you, but you could be a carrier and then go visit, kiss your grandmother in the cheek, and you just fucking killed her. And then you go along and you just sort of you see, oh, a nice little kid on the street, and you meet or you meet your goddaughter, haven't seen you in a while. Um, and then you give the little girl who who has limited immunity, period, and then you kill them. Why is it your goddaughter? You know, but I'm just giving examples. I mean, it, it's who you come in contact with, right? I think so you're more right. likely to get it. I think you're more likely to get it from kids. Like, um, you know, I, I have friends with small children. I used <clears> to think I had a, a pretty kick-ass immune system, but I was just good at staying away from people who sneeze right in your face, right? Like, yeah. Kids make us all sick. All you breeders, um, <laughs> kids are like little incubators for disease, right? And they, yes, they, they, they you can't really control what they do because they run around, talk to other kids, interact. Like they're supposed to, to learn social skills, but like... Well, they're training, the, tra- it's training, training their immune system. Yeah. Well, that's the point, it's the, funny. The point I got the worst of that. You, I you got can't. the worst so that because I married a kindergarten teacher and so she would bring home whatever fucking super virus she could find um, teaching a classroom full of kindergartners, right? I and married so a nurse. Just like constantly getting constantly getting exposed to all kinds of these crazy ass I, like I had one of the worst infections, uh, sinus infections in my life just because of whatever it was she brought home. It was, it was nuts. But, uh, but I don't think she brought home coronavirus so you're fine. No, my, what, so the, nurse, the, the nursing situation is that they're they're uh, they're talking about calling back all the nurses that are on parental leave, yeah, uh, to try and support to support what's going on. Um, but I mean, if you look at you know Spanish epidemic, um, which is you know not that far off from what we're dealing with right now, it, it, the number can be quite high of people are. Are you talking about the that. Spanish flu? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the difference between the Spanish flu and now is a hundred years of modern medical science. Yeah, but the flu and which the world is, didn't just crawl out of a corpse-filled hellhole. Yeah, but the it, first we we don't have the, the the infrastructure isn't there, and we are by design a social pe- people, right? So yeah, um, I mean I did I did like the tweet that somebody put out of like the you know. China built a hospital in six days, and the 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 401's been under repairs for the last forever. So I mean, yeah, but it's that's doable. the price you pay but, for I mean, freedom. Here we get, there, but, Cognac. No, no, but yeah, but here we get into your point about the the communist government thing and linking it back full circle to uh, Whiskey's statement about Chernobyl is like. Chernobyl was described as a problem that only the Soviet Union could have caused and only the Soviet Union could have fixed, right? And it's the same thing with China. They built a hospital in six days because it's a state-run, everything's state-run, so like we need to grip this, build a bloody hospital, I don't care what it costs, right? We could never do that here. You could never get a construction project. Oh, I wouldn't say. Yeah, but it's, it's all simple. Well, yeah, because we're, we're, we're a people, we're, we're a group or a people full of can't can't do's right. Oh, it'd be a it'd be a tent right? camp set up by FEMA. Like that's what we would have. Like as some as soon as somebody with the with the balls who comes up and says, "Okay, this is what we're doing. We're doing this project right now, and it's all hands on deck." Somebody will c- pipe up and say, "Well, who died and made you king?" And it's like, "Well, fuck, man!" Like 
there's there's a lot of challenge to to power and decision making, but I I guess that's the price you got to pay in order to, uh, you know, in order to have that kind of freedom. I guess guys, I don't know if you want to call it that. It's, it's but we used to do great guys. things, guys. We still do we great, do great things. things for our communities. <laughs> we <laughs> when do we not? We just build, build pipelines through uh, native territories oh, now. Come on. <laughs> That's a terrible segue. That's a Do you love that? That's no. terrible. That was the most awkward shoehorn thing I've ever heard in my life. You're like that kid giving his book report that didn't read the middle of the book and you just try to like skip to the end. No, I'm not. I am not. Let's we, we can keep talking about this. I want to keep going on, but I just figured I thought that would be hilarious to throw that in there. What about like if we instituted? A we system? used to do we used to do great things, but we still not do, But what if we instituted a governmental system like um like the early ish let's call it mid Roman Republic before it all went to hell when there was a massive problem they could elect a dictator for like a year or two years or whatever but then when it was over they had to like by law give up their power and carry on with their lives that would give you the single minded so, I saw this would give you the single minded drive that you're talking about and would lead us directly down the path of literally every civilization that flirts with temporary dictatorships because the thing is that temporary dictatorship uh, rapidly becomes uh, relatively permanent yeah, okay. but well, so, thankfully yeah, we have the War Measures Act, guys. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah we're... Okay. So, right. I mean, yeah, but if it was fair. World War Three, but, like, it, there are other issues that might stand to benefit from some single-minded, driven... See it through till it ends, not every four years start over or renegotiate because we've elected a new guy. You know what I mean? Like it, it would. Democracy has it. It's just one of its flaws of democracies. I'm not saying that democracy is bad, and I'm not supporting this. I'm just stating it for for sake of argument. Like there could be beneficial um, cases towards seeing something through. Um, I mean, an alternative is just like, okay, this is something that's been decided, and the next election cannot influence that. Like, like the U.S. There, there, you're, you're, you're right, and, and, and I mean, there's certain arguments made that for how how, to, how Africa could deal with some of its problems, is yeah. is you know a lot of Western aid tied to being pro democratic, but you could have a, a a you know good dictatorship or or a soft dictator dictatorship where that could support this um, yeah. indefinitely. Um, you look at a constitutional monarchy or some other styles that are out there that you know sort of somewhere in between that works as well. Um, but I mean, I, I think Canadians when we want to do things big, we do think we do things big. It, it's just there's we're kind of content for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually talking with a with an American friend of mine the other day, and he was mentioning this train thing. And then we were talking about the protests about um, uh, weapons. There's I can't remember what state has passed a bill that you can only buy one gun a month or something, and people are losing their minds. Um, and they're they're all like, "Oh, we don't want war. We just want our rights." But they're rocked up wearing face masks and tactical gear with with military style weaponry. Like, okay, sure. It's just that like. He was basically saying that he wishes he had problems like our train, our train situation in his country. Because that was you. No, I hear you. Okay, you cut out for a second. Sorry. Okay, he was just saying that like he wishes that the the United States had problems like Canada because you know on the grand scheme of things, what are big deals to us aren't really. Mm. Big deal. Well, maybe I can go outside and ask him since I'm sitting here in Kansas. Ah, I yeah. like Kansas. Kansas is alright. It's, it's like, like the it's Saskatchewan. Like the, of, of, you must feel right at home. You're from Saskatchewan. Oh, I did. I'm like, this feels like Winnipeg. Like yeah. downtown Winnipeg. This feels like but downtown. Warmer. I'm a little... Well, yeah, Not, a not significantly. <laughs> well, it was, how, it was really how, warm. When how, I further, how much further south is Kansas? I mean, Kansas was warm when I was there in April last year. Like, it was cold at first, but then it got warm. Hmm. It's just the wind whips through, like, you know, Saskatoon. The prairies. 
Saskatoba, that's funny. Hmm. No, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that whole thing about we should start up a whole bingo card just for you there, Cognac, about uh, mentioning the Romans because it seems to be a common thing you like to talk about. But it's funny. My, it's just the one time where my pop culture knowledge has uh, come to save the day because I saw that argument in Batman and just honestly, it's, it, it would never work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they, they had a that's whole a conversation about it. Remember in the Dark Knight? No, but that's a great discussion style. It would never work and just carry on. I like that. Yeah, that's how it you works. Know, that that it fosters never... intelligent discourse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, no, I do. I do. Yeah. I, did, I did spend a lot of time reading about the classics. Uh, Carthage had a re- relatively similar system. The Greeks were just a nightmare. Yeah. Of disorganization. Macedonians had a good thing going. But I, I mean, the thing is, all of our knowledge of classics is based on primary sources that in most cases were written centuries after the fact. So it's hard to say. Mm. Oh, good ideas, eh? Right? Great ideas. <laughs> And it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell how much of the Roman Republic, because most of our records start getting accurate right around Caesar's time. So, like that's when primary sources from the time mostly are, have survived. It's hard to it's hard to sift out when you read about the Republic days. What's just like the Roman version of "Make America Great Again"? Like how much of it's just pining back for a time that never really was. Well, well, he was the subject of that temporary dictatorship, was he not? And then he wouldn't cede power back to the Senate. Caesar? Yeah, but he wasn't the only one. There was tons of them. It happened all the time. Right. Because consuls were only elected for a year, right? And there was two of them. Mm. So in a That's year, right. in the ancient world, if you're trying to prosecute a war in North Africa, by the time you get there, your year's up. Time to come home. So, you know. Well, you'd have to send a fucking crow or a raven to fucking send the message in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you watch too much TV. I Bro. hope he got there. Aliens. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Yeah. So think of that. Try think of trying to run a government when you're just like you find out that you lost three <clears throat> legions in Germany like five months after the fact. Give me and three more legions, flank, and your entire north flank might be collapsing. How do you even run a country like that? Like no access to information. Well, that's the whole key to it, right, is the lack of communication and lack of information allows you to do whatever the fuck you want. That's how that's how fucking guys like Louis the 14th got away with calling themselves as appointed by God. I'm king as appointed by God. Right. Literally all monarchy rule by what's that? Our queen is appointed by God. That's where she derives her power. That's not. I know. You (laughs) need. But it it does get, it does give rise to the whole argument about like great man history and will we ever have another Napoleon or Alexander or whatever and it's hard to say we will because they got away with a lot of that stuff because of lack of oversight and information. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, it takes somebody, it takes somebody bold, and somebody who's willing to accept risk, and somebody who's you know willing to just go out there and break all the rules. But it's like, a lot harder to that's accept that risk the, when that's your boss about exceptional people. Is, well, that's the thing about exceptional people is that the rules just don't apply to them and they just go and do whatever the fuck they want. And if they're strong enough and charismatic enough, people will just follow that, right? Have we lost whiskey or is he just bored? No, you guys are just over-talking each other like really close. So um, rather than just adding another voice to the mix and listen to you guys go, I would say... I'm, I'm, I'm done going now. The, 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 abil- <laughs> the ability for... Uh, uh, to rise another populist leader that where anybody would follow. Um, Enter Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and her, her crazy things. I would say stupid people do lots of stupid things. That's exactly um, it. There was an article in the paper about the rise of um, very xenophobic organizations that will target minorities. And they say Canada is actually quite ripe for, for uh, no. vigilante, vigilante, uh, Style uh, um, violence. Um, so I mean, that's that. 
that's then not you got, really surprising. I mean, like, but uh, that no, no, but hold on. Change. So you go back to uh, I was watching an article on India's Modi, um, and you know, uh, India is not something you can shake a stick at. It is is probably the most populous nation in the world uh, per capita, if not rapidly approaching that. Um, and how he's just sort of stripped the citizenship of, uh, you know, all the Muslims that are in that country, um, even though India has been quite tolerant for the longest time. And then uh, the actions of what he was done in Parliament that had been accepted, been accepted uh, of him saying we're issuing a new ID to everybody. Um, and you'll have to prove your citizenship, and if you are all the all the minorities that we agree to, except for Muslims, we'll just give you your ID. Everybody else has to prove it. Basically, stripping all many of the Muslims in the country of their citizenship. Um, you know, look at the Rohingya massacre that was going on, that were annihilating other people. So, uh, I'm saying, is there is there people that can do crazy things? You know, we're we're still. At, the invasion of Crimea wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, but the invasion yeah, was of like Crimea wasn't done 2015. By, you know, Putin wasn't at the head of an army who then hopped off for the next decade conquering crap. Like those those days are are behind us, as far as we can tell. But I'm pretty sure everybody always thought those days were behind us. But your point about populism and, and Canada being ripe for vigilante stuff, um, yes. And actually, my a couple of my American friends are shocked that in this whole train protest, there's not been anyone shot. Like just vigilantes doing shit they shouldn't, um, oh. which is good. Um, I, and I'm appreciative I of that. I don't think it's yeah. in our national character. I, I think if this was happening in the states, someone would have got shot by now. Yeah. Oh, for sure they would have. Somebody would have driven a car through a group of people. They drove a train. They drove a train through a group of people. <laughs> Who did? Well, didn't that happen in like that was no there was a there was footage of that but that was like in South America or something like that wasn't it? No, see it. The entire entire near Kingston, they oh yeah, yeah. burning pallets and oh, oh, trying yeah. to establish a blockade, and they drove the train through it. <laughs> yeah, but that was pallets. They didn't hit anybody. That's because mm-hmm. they got all the way. Holy shit! It it's a train. Who'd have guessed? <laughs> Who'd have guessed? A fucking multi-hundred-ton vehicle. With momentum is going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So you said driving a car, Physics a car through it. They drove a train through it. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't targeting people. No. There would have been a body count if this was happening south of the border, and you know it. Oh, I totally know it. Ah. <laughs> like, that would be, yeah. that's that's a foregone conclusion. Oh, for <laughs> sure, there would. So I've been touring a lot of museums over here, and even the tour guys carry guns. Of course they do. <laughs> Dude, I was there with a bunch of British friends in Kansas City, and we went into like a just a random gun store, and they had all their pistols there and all their rifles, like any American gun store or Canadian gun store, really. And one of the Brits was like, "You can just have pistols here. Do you have like carry laws?" And the guy's like, "We have constitutional carry. We don't need a law to carry a weapon." And then the one of the other Brits was taking photos, and I was like, "You know, mate, it's not a tourist attraction. Like, they're not gonna be terribly appreciative of that. You probably shouldn't." Uh, Probably should, but to the British, it was just unfathomable that you could buy this kind of hardware. Because they don't have a gun, and the police don't have a gun, and that's apparently why knives and, and stabbing crimes and that kind of stuff are hard far more common in the UK. Pretty What's hard that? to get a handgun. It, it, like no private ownership of handguns. Yeah, Farmers yeah. have shotguns and the odd and the odd super controlled rifle and stuff. But yeah, I mean the cops do have guns. You see, the, you never used to see the gun cops in London. You see them all the time now. Because uh, of the terror attacks and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, knives are another solution, I guess. <clears throat> and it's a lot easier. The thing is, it's a lot easier for Britain. Anytime anti-gun people in Canada compare so, compared to Britain, it's a lot easier for Britain to keep guns off their island than it is for uh, us to keep guns out of Canada. <laughs> sharing true. border with the largest gun manufacturer in the world, right? Um, this is so true. Comparing different nations, like. You know, probably the first thing you should look at is geography mm-hmm. and whether it's actually practical to institute things. This is why the CN thing is such a big deal here, because it's, 
you know, we're talking billions of dollars of trade. I know um, a friend of mine works for Air Canada and they're getting concerned because they're running out of aircraft de-icer, which is normally shipped by train <clears throat> from the East Coast to Toronto. Huh. And it's the winter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> protesting and giving them the rights for your destabilizing de- 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 the economy because yeah. just for your for your thing. Well, that um, was kind of something that it's I kind of, it's kind of counterproductive if you think about it. And if you compare with the, the teachers, yeah. the teachers how the teachers are looking to make sure that they don't undermine the public image of what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking a very cautious approach where the protests are now just escalating in protests just because we're we're protesting tribal lands meanwhile the ban is signed on to it but the hurray chiefs say no but they're not elected power yeah and they, and they say that it's a colonial thing that you know the the elected bans are colonial but what sounds more colonial to me is a hereditary chief that like you know, and then there's the counter protests in the community centers from these communities that want the want the pipeline and the jobs it means, or yeah. just want their their image to stop being tarnished by people. You know, and then there's the reports coming out of U.S. Um, private organizations funding the protesters, um, which is extremely problematic if that becomes provable <clears throat> because. You know, where do we have to buy this stuff from if we can't move it ourselves? Possibly the U.S. There's also people thinking there's oil being moved through a natural gas pipeline, which is not the truth. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fake news that's with a lot of this stuff. And there's a lot of people that I've seen. It's even on like, I mean, it's terrible to even fish around on Facebook for comments and shit. It's the worst thing I could have thought to do. But apparently I was bored one day and I was just like, it was just listening and reading some of the stuff. And people are so just not educated about this whole thing. They immediately go to the defense of, you know, of the native uh, native peoples. And I'm, I'm you know, yeah, that's fine and all that should be that should be your first instinct. But what they're saying, what they're saying is completely like it's it sounds silly to me when you actually take it to its logical conclusion. Like, um, things like our culture hates indigenous people so much and it's so fucked. I've, I've seen that. I've seen rail blockades could see cities run out of all the things currently denied to most first nations. I'm just like, okay, let's take your, let's take your, your posit to its logical conclusion and just say, okay, are we going to give this shit up? And I think you and I have had this conversation before, um, Cognac is that like, despite the fact that yes, we have historically treated the indigenous peoples of this country uh, terribly. We're not just going to stop the way we do things. We're not like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to push the argument for I just, there's got to be a better way of doing that. And like you guys are talking about there, about um, you know, pushing oil through pipelines, which is not actually accurate. And other I mean, shit like the, that too. The Wendaki reserve here in Quebec city is not protesting. Um, at all um, yeah they're they're but they're very much part of the like they're in the middle of the city so their their economy is being affected as well right so um like what's the actual heart of the issue the company wants to push a pipeline through uh that, native territory that was signed uh, off indigenous on. people said the that no, was signed off they're hereditary chiefs this other thing that nobody bothered consulting because it's not going through a reserve. They it's going have through zero hereditary land. I understand. Well, that's their problem. So it's going through what's been designated hereditary land and run by the hereditary chiefs. Not a reserve. Not where the elected bands control the land. Um, it's different. Uh, it's a different thing. And so it's, it's they're basically the, the root of their protest is not. No, it's it's that's the problem, and that's the root of the protest. That very statement, it's effectively crown land. However, the government has designated it hereditary land under the control of these hereditary chiefs, but they weren't consulted. That's the root of the issue. Okay. So, so they're saying, uh, you're, you're, you're saying in the news reconciliation and granting these hereditary lands, but then you turn around and grant a pipeline on them without consulting us. Okay. So what's the solution then? Like it's to me. Consulted them. Divert the fucking pipe 
around $8.8 billion. I mean, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more. Eight, What's that? $8.8 8, 8 billion in an unfavorable environmental impact assessment. It has to go too close to a major body of water. No, it was, never- it was, no, it was like tw- two or three times the more rivers, too. Yeah. So it, it's unfavorable so, for the environmental impact assessment. So the originally the original plan was vetted environmentally to be able to go through this one area. It was the best and solution, yeah. It was the best solution to go and through this area to get it or to BC. The elected bands were on board under provision of a certain amount of jobs and percentage of, of guaranteed employment. That was all met. Everything was good to go. And that, that seemed reasonable. And then these hereditary chiefs were not consulted. So they claimed. And, then, and then a court case. Yep. They lost. Yep. They lost the court case. So now they're just like, well, fuck it. We're just going to take. Remember, we're remember just going like, to be vigilant. Now they're just vigilantes. Remember, like two years ago, we talked about how I find nothing more reprehensible than people protesting the day after Trump's elected. You lost the election, get over it. They lost the court case. But what they're protesting is not exactly the same thing because they're protesting, like, what does this autonomy of their hereditary lands mean if not they get a say in what happens on it? And so what happened was they got granted this. This pipeline gets put on without consulting them. They challenged it up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court ruled, no, you you, you don't get a say in this. So they're like, what the absolute fuck does it mean to designate this hereditary <clears throat> land then? Is this, is 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 the root of the the issue, right? Which is where the colonialism <laughs> thing is coming out because they're hearkening back to old colonial, like yeah, yeah, treaty this, that, the other thing, but then immediately ignore it. It's it smells pretty similar to them, and you've got to remember, as a as a white guy, it's difficult to th- to think about, but you've got to remember a deep seated like institutionalized within their culture distrust of the Canadian government. And this was oh, I know. this is proof positive to them. Yeah. That no I, 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 reconciliation in the last sixty years has meant absolutely bugger all. Sure. No, that I mean that makes sense. So I mean what do you do? What do you do to solve this problem? Like pretend <laughs> you're the prime minister or something like like honestly, because I don't see a solution to this problem. Like they're gonna, they're gonna keep saying no. We don't want that. Like uh, it just, it seems to me like nobody's gonna meet halfway. Whiskey. Honestly, I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's interesting to watch. Um, you know, I think I, they're doing I, the right I, thing now. I support I support the the right to protest. Um, but you know, we have to put milk <clears> on the table and then. You know, the economy needs to be stabilized. We're we're a double whammy right now with between a, you know, a major virus outbreak and then uh, these stock the market that, crash. <laughs> the goods that are sitting rotting on container ships just outside the port, um, yeah. balancing environmental concerns. Um, I think also we just we need everybody needs to cool down and then they need to come back and sit down to work something out. Um, the one of the ulti- worst ulti- things. Ultimately, no, but no, but ultimately, I mean, trade must be con- continue. Um, yeah. Do I believe in hereditary rights? Uh, I really don't. But that's just my personal. No, I, I, I've never believed in hereditary rights, and, and we've talked about this before. I mean, if you look at any anywhere that we have records for Europe, you know, like how far back do you go that people owned what? Um, however, the. Uh, and I was just saying the. I, I'm not saying I agree with the protesters, and I don't think they should be allowed to paralyze the economy. Um, nor do I necessarily agree with hereditary chiefs even existing, let alone hereditary lands as a concept. I was just explaining the 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 root of the issue as they see it. No, no, yeah, no, absolutely. no, no criticism on my side, but I'm saying that like there there's it's a multi-dimensional thing, and you know, as three white guys sitting around a table, um, we we can we can try and empathize, and I, I think it's a good exercise uh, as you know as we grow, you know, as white people, <laughs> as as we try and explore other dynamics uh, of the problem, but not cast judgment at the same time. I think that's important as well. Um, where this is going to go, I, I think it's going to go either two ways. Someone's going to be really pissed off, or the government's going to write a big check. Hopefully, it's somewhere in the middle. Um, I think it's going to be the big check. 
I think it's going to be the big check as well. The the government cannot be, the government cannot, I know it's been ruled that it's legal, but the government cannot in any spirit or hope of future reconciliation go and bust up these protests now. They just can't do it. And you've got a lot of communities, the Tyendinaga community, for example, that has not been like um, what would be considered problematic or or whatever. Like they're they're relatively well, you know, um, well integrated into the larger Ontario community reserve that are doing uh, this. So it's no, not just careful. Your, just just because I don't know. Like I'm a little bit older than you, and I do remember times <laughs> when I we were banned from driving trucks on Highway Two. Or anywhere near Tyndanega because they were looking to go after us. Yeah, but that's so, changed, right? Like people no, learn. It, it's, it's, generation. It's, it was it was not a generation ago. It was this very same generation? So you sorry, can you say mind. that again, there, Cognac? I didn't get that last. Oh, I, I just said people change and 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 you know generations grow. Um, yeah. What, what I was yeah. essentially getting at is it's not just your typical trouble spot reserves. No. Which is actually a kind of a now that it leaves my mouth a really shitty thing to say, but it's not yeah. your it's not yeah. your usual suspects, right? It's this is a larger issue to the to the native peoples. This is a larger issue of what the hell does reconciliation actually mean? Yeah, in part with clearly how, it's how, how, the, the, how the rubber's not Trudeau the, came about. Yeah, yeah, and it came out to how Prime Minister Trudeau came about his platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, clearly so, the actions are well, not exactly you said that. Clearly, the actions are not backing up the words, right? And we can see that. Oh, and we all know it's like you—you you, you take over a particular job, and you, you have your particular views on things, and then there's as rea- reality gives you the multi-dimensional slap in the face. Yeah. Um, well, I, the I mean, I, I just wish a prime minister would stand up and say, "Yeah, I promised all this stuff, and I believed in it." And then I saw the bill, and you guys don't understand how expensive this is going to be, and we just simply cannot afford it. There was studies. There's, there's like a, a there's a, I think it was a, a hundred no, no, million I mean, dollar. I'm talking every elected package. official immediately, like they have a month to go over their platform, figure out what they can and can't pay for, stand up on TV and explain why to people they're going to break their election that's, promises. I would love to break it down for every. Like yeah, that's a real that's a real it. point of leadership to do something like that. Stand up and be like, listen, this, these are the things I said I was going to say. Then I got into office. These are all the other things I didn't even realize were a thing. And then this is the money I have left over. So I was left with two options. Raise taxes, which I promised I wouldn't do, or not pay for these two things because of this bill. And I think if a, I think if a prime minister stood up and said that in front of everybody, they would get props. I think because the... <laughs> They would never get reelected. The truth always matters. I don't know. They might. They might. But you you can just tell just by what you just said. I can just hear fucking little dinosaur baby Andrew Shear piping up and saying, "Listen to Trudeau whine and bitch about getting into getting elected into office as prime minister. If I were prime minister, I'd have just shut this whole thing. Like that's the kind of thing that would have." of you know if Trudeau stepped up and actually tried to try to show leadership do you notice how the conservative party has been suspiciously silent on the issue except for a couple of things Kenny's a a provincial leader and I don't give a shit of a province (laughs) that refused to modernize their industry good on (laughs) them The West Virginia uh, of Canada. Skin like but, a Quebecer. <laughs> <laughs> but like the federal conservative oh party, my, God. my opinion, smartly kept their mouths shut. Yeah. Was smoking like somebody who's been receiving fucking benefits every year. In a, in a, You're from <laughs> that's Oshawa. Being paid you for benefits your entire life, you welfare motherfucker. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm not the one accusing Albertans of being selfish pricks. <laughs> uh, oh no, petulant children, two different things. I'll find out what I go I go there Saturday, so I'll find out. <laughs> Let them know what I said. See how it goes for you. Wear a giant turtle if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and walk by the gun range in West Edmonton Mall, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move fast. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're all, slow from, they're all slow from a diet of line. red meat and potatoes. You'll be all right. They cannot catch me. Yeah. I'm walking straight lines. 
<laughs> you draw fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your next action? Um, While we're on a good yeah. break, I'm going to hit the heads real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, here's the worst thing. Um, like, okay, so we talk about, you know, ideally what could happen and that kind of stuff. But the worst thing that could happen is stuff that's already been happening is misinformation. And, uh, and basically like, it seems like lies, like the idea that the CN, CN rail was uh, talking about, uh, in the news, like a week or two ago about how all their layoffs are because of the protests, but apparently they had announced back in November that they'd be laying off like 1,600 employees anyway. So it just seems like they're just capitalizing on that to create an enemy of the people that they're going to be laying off, somebody to, you know, bash against that. It just seems, it's so, it's so slimy a move if that's actually what they did. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here uh, talking to myself. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, buddy. I'm here. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, well, I don't say. <laughs> They're going to lay off people anyway. It's, yeah. You know what? The economy is stalling. Uh, it, you know, it, there, there's bigger, there's a lot more. It, it's not just oil. It, it, right now, they seem like it's just seemed the hot target. Um, they think it's the right opportunity. You're cut, it, cutting out. Sorry, whiskey. You're cutting out a bit there. Say say that last bit again. I said it, it, there's there are layoffs happening. Yes, it's because the economy is slowing. I, I think we're at a natural inflection point. So it's a two time thing. So oil is going the going down. Um, what you have to understand too is that uh, because of these these protests and the fall of the oil, uh, a tech company, so an oil company, pulled out of a twenty billion dollar deal with Alberta. Um, mm-hmm. Then you say, then you say, okay, um, China is uh, contracting because of the virus, okay, uh, and people aren't going to work over there anymore. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? So if they're not doing business, that means they're not buying goods. Mm. They're not making goods. <clears throat> or, or as much, her productivity is going to fall. So demand for exports, because we're, we're a resource company, that's going to cause problems. Um, You're a tired little tiger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, so you add all, all the things together. It's, you, you know, it's... It, the pipeline's important, but you'll find that demand will drop at the same time. But we need to get access to ports in order to get our goods on the world stage. If we don't do that, then it becomes extremely expensive for us to export oil from our country so we can build up our infrastructure for other things. So if you look at the oil reserves as a means to an end, then it's better that we work on it and develop it quickly yeah. Then look at other things because we're going to need oil and other resources in order to deal with the north and as the permafrost melts. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that earlier about the comparison with the teacher strike in Ontario, especially. Like, it, to me, it looks like the um, the pipeline protest is more successful in terms of its disruption of the higher power or whatever you want to call it of the you know especially disruption of the economy and and how everybody industry is suffering and all that kind of stuff whereas the teacher strike teacher strike is less disruptive but it seems to be a hell of a lot more popular um, like i think you i see think videos i think the teacher strike is is more disruptive in people's everyday lives um, you think so you know, yeah, you got to think of the daycare costs in Ontario. If you if you're two if you're a family that both parents work, and now your kids don't go to school, it's personally disruptive rather than highfalutin economically disruptive. So people don't see yeah. the hurt. People aren't feeling the squeeze yet of the economic disruption caused by the train protests. What they uh, are feeling uh, is having to pay my, for my, a day. My wife, of, my wife is calling me and telling me the food prices are going up in in Ontario where she's going shopping, and okay. not by a small amount either. Yeah, but that okay, yes. And, and okay, so it started now. But immediately on the beginning of the teacher strike, people are on the hook for whatever the hell daycare costs in Ontario. 
Yeah, right? but for, didn't for you know? Day. Didn't you know? Cognac, the Ontario government is going to be bringing all those back to the uh, to the parents. They're gonna they're gonna take all that money, and they're gonna they're gonna basically reimburse all the parents for the daycare costs. So they're just going to start what they have in Quebec, which is socialized daycare, which while it galls me to pay for everybody else's money sucking dream killers to go to daycare, I understand that overall economically it's better for the province if both parents can work and better for the nation. I just wish Quebec. So you're you're on the side of the government in this in this situation? No, I'm on the side of socialized daycare, which would have which would empower the teachers or uh, which would empower the like government funded daycare or government subsidized daycare would empower the teachers more to get their message across because what they're having right now is issues with parents that are only seeing this strike as an inconvenience for them and they're missing the bigger message that the teachers are trying to put out for the benefit of their children it, people are have a very hard time looking long term I don't know. It seems to me that everybody is on like it seems you it almost seems so popular that it's almost unanimous that the public support for the teachers is is huge in Ontario. There's a lot of people who are like I don't I don't know too many. I don't. In fact, I know very few, if any at all. I don't think I know anyone who is opposed to the teacher strike. The way that they're going about doing it, the the fact that they have, it seems like very clear, identifiable, and uh, measurable goals. Um, and you know, it just seems like everybody's on the side of the teachers in this in this situation. Like, you know, right I, we saw a big strike just outside, uh, just in our neighborhood in. Uh, and the East End in Kingston, and uh, and people were coming out bringing coffee and all kinds of stuff because it was like it's all based on rotating strikes and people bringing coffee and all kinds of stuff for for the teachers that are out and picketing. And maybe just sure. to contrast a little bit though, it would be different if the Ford government had credibility. Yes, He's, but they have zero it, credibility. It, it 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 does. They don't like if you look at the light. If you look at every initiative this guy has done, it is. Um, Nearsighted, it is uh, incomprehensibly stupid, um, and you see another failing populist government. It just, and he's working to try and change different laws, including how they appoint judges. Um, they are a miscreant bunch, and you know what? It's um, it's scary to watch how how an inept government can eventually hold, change laws and hold on to power. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different discussion. I'm just saying that the teachers strike for now, what they're doing and they're doing very well is managing their public image. Um, they're doing very well at, you know, you can't bring your kids to protest, even if you're a teacher, because you got to remember these teachers, they might also be in double working families that ha- now have to figure out something to do with their kids. Easy solution would have been to bring them along, but that yeah. wouldn't, yeah. that would immediately, if I see a kid protesting, um, that would leave a bad taste in my mouth because they're, they're not so? really, yes, oh, absolutely. I, I, I totally disagree. 100%. Think that, you know, okay. I, I see. I kind of no, see your point. No. Would, would, a kid, a kid protesting like, like, like Greta protesting. Sure. That was her own decision. To start with, but a kid protesting mm, because their mm, mom brought them along is, is was it her decision? Uh, was it to that again? But <laughs> what I'm saying is, a kid protest, a kid standing out in the cold because their parents didn't have any better idea what to do with them, but dragged them on to a oh, protest. Oh, that is such story. a narrow view on it. No, no, know. I'm just that's. I mean, I was protesting when I was in my teens, but you know, no way. Yeah, but it was Saskatoon, so nobody it's uh you you know sometimes your parent your your kid goes out to see and show solidarity with your parents and you know teach them what what it takes to to actually influence government sometimes what i'm saying is that more brainwashes them the teachers have made a good the teachers union has made a good decision in not allowing kids to be a tool of the protest Right. Okay. Now, that I agree. I have I have seen kids protesting because their parents and their 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 parents are clearly not teachers because that's banned by the teachers union right now. They're just out other kids out protesting because they have school. That's great. Fine. What I'm saying is the union's been very smart in not allowing kids to be tools of this protest, which is something that could have left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. They're they're managing their image incredibly well, um, and which is good. 
No, it's 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 and it's what you have to do in a protest. It's the diametric it's diametrically opposed to the certain of the railroad protests who are certain to throw rocks and all sorts of crap. Which oh, yeah. just people are coming people in and just dismantling shit and and like you said, if it were in the south, there would be shots fired. I mean, the police are are on the border of having to get involved to protect some of these locations that are protesting. Yeah, right? and that's a negative image problem. They haven't managed their image properly. Who the protesters or the police? Uh, the protesters in this case. They haven't managed right. their image properly. It's just like anything else, right? It's like any other G7, G8 protest back when that was a thing. Um, you know, as soon as someone starts throwing rocks, they lose credibility. Because now you're just being shit. Sorry, as soon as... as so I say that again, you cut out. As soon, soon as, as someone, someone... I don't know what's starts, going on with our Skype feed. Uh, well, well, winter storm, right? Um, as uh, soon as somebody starts throwing rocks, um, you lose credibility, right? Yeah. Um, so the teachers union are doing a very good job of doing their best to strike in a meaningful way while striking the balance of not, um, you know, they could have just buggered off for six weeks and left people to deal with it. But they're doing their best to, like, not overly disrupt your average person's life as well. Right. Striking well, once. Or twice. <laughs> that's why they, that's why they go with, like, rotating strikes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. No, that Makes sense. I mean, Except I remember being Friday, in Ontario every... in the 90s when we had like three weeks off school because they were striking about God knows what. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's another argument uh, in favor of not um, not bringing kids into it because most kids, they don't know what the fuck's going oh, on. Exactly. There's the occasional kid that you see on the news that says something. It's like, yeah, they're probably the one gifted kid in their in their homeroom, right? Or their, or their um, mommy told them what to say, yeah. Yeah, like Greta, like Greta Thunberg, right? Exactly. You know, you, you see my point. Um, <laughs> in her case, um, it's a yeah. publicist. But yeah, what? What's that? In her case, it's a publicist now. Yeah, basically. Well, she's got a whole she's got a whole cult following who's basically just telling her what to say. Oh, and a staff. Yeah. Oh my God! Don't pick on the little girls. <laughs> Isn't she eighteen now? She's got to be gotta be don't pick on little girls it's not little we're not picking on it we're not picking on it we're just it's just absurd we just i I, i'd rather point out the hypocrisy of the whole thing than than actually Uh, she's 17 so as of january 3rd next year the chirping can really begin (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) so like oh yeah with that here's my here's my parting thought on that is that don't kill the message or sorry don't kill the messenger or oh my god i've been drinking what don't let the message (laughs) kill i'm drinking aberler 12 let the messenger kill the message is that what you're trying to say don't let the messenger kill the message thank you anyway you got there but but at the same time at the same time um you can tell that the messenger is not one person. It's not one girl shaming the entire world. It's a it's a conglomerate of people who, you know, they ride on yachts around everywhere and they just they're so full of their own farts. It's it's obvious. When right? did we get onto a Greta so, thing? I don't know. <laughs> He's riding a tangent. One of one of my mindless one of my mindless segues. One of my mindless segues. How about the leaves? <laughs> <laughs> you fucker! I knew you were gonna bring it up. Yeah, you can't lose to a Zamboni driver and expect me not to bring it up. I know, I know. Well, we talked about this before we went on the podcast. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's you know, the problem. And here's that, the, here's the worst driver had the day of his life. Oh, yeah. Did you see the video that, from that the, is Kings, a the, the for Hurricanes all middle-aged dressing room when everywhere. he came in? You see the, the video from the Hurricanes dressing room when he came in? They were all like spraying him with champagne and stuff. That guy no, I didn't see yeah, That's cool. Light. Yeah. That's cool. You know what? Good for that guy. Like, honestly... That is a win for middle-aged white men everywhere. That's a well, great I mean, win. It's, I mean, it's also a loss for the Maple Leafs. Turns out you can dress up basically anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst part about this whole stupid Leafs thing is? Is that 
we got beat by a fucking Zamboni driver, and then in the very next game, we beat the top team in the league. It's like I said to you earlier, it's the most inconsistent schmozzle of incredibly wasted talent I have ever fucking seen in my life. We got a 40 million plus power play line. That's just one fucking line. That's five dudes. Okay? A 40 million dollar plus fucking power play line, and we lost to a goddamn Zamboni driver. How the fuck is that? Like, Think of what kind of money that Think of what kind of what kind of things that money could do if reinvested into, let's say, Ontario education. Or fix the four hundred one. Or fix the goddamn four hundred one. Or literally any <laughs> road in Kingston. What the fuck is wrong with your guys' town? It's terrible. My God, this, the road mine terrible. But <laughs> yeah, because car. every time I'm just like, oh, I'm so I'm so sort of space. Their hit the historical society, and if it doesn't, it's not go. The Historical Society shuts down fixing Queen Street. Well, it's because the potholes, you know, you could be retention ponds. <laughs> oh, there might be an endangered species living in there. That's this right. is the same pothole Sir John A. Macdonald tripped over in 1982. Oh, except we can't use John A. Macdonald as a word anymore because that's fucking racist. Wilfred Laurier tripped over in 1982. That's right. It's a great uh, compromiser. Oh, you guys. And I was going to head to bed, guys. It was... <laughs> Did we break... Hang on. Before you go, Whiskey, before we go, before, before we all go, um, what's... Are, is there any sport you're really into? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not overly surprised. The Olympics. Do you like the Olympics? Oh, I like watching... I like playing sports. I don't like watching sports. Do you prefer the summer or the winter Olympics as a spectator sport? I just told you I don't like watching sports. I, I, I so what do you do during Olympic season? Are you the one guy walking around in the void not knowing what's going on? It's the perfect time to be at work because no, one, no one's there. <laughs> I know it is, eh? This is <laughs> the best. It's true. You actually get shit done. That's funny. Well, I'm all, tired I'm all little tiger over here. For the record, like, I'm all for kids' sports and stuff like that. My daughter does equestrian and different things like that but it for me it's just it's watching people do things i like to do i'm like well, why am i watching them do it why don't i just go and do it so it's just how i am because you're a hundred i think that that seems to that oh. seems to be your generic outlook on life why can't i just do that <laughs> it, it's like watching you know it, it's, it's just like watching people do anything it's like you know watching a cooking show like i'm I'm hungry now. I'm just going to go cook. <clears throat> I'm just I've cook. never in my life watched a cooking show. Well, I've never watched. I haven't watched. I've watched a full hockey game in 20 years. <laughs> wow. I think that has more to say about your attention span than anything else. I think you have old man onset ADD and you just immediately decide that you want to do things. <laughs> and is the most your, random is it. Yeah, I'm going to start a podcast with an idiot. I'm going to make soap and dandelion wine and then drink way too much of it and get too inappropriate on my own podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, tired little tiger. Nighty night. Nighty night. Matt locks on soon. All right, you guys. I'll let, I'll let you guys close the bar. Sounds good. Go enjoy Murder, She Wrote. Oh, that's mean. All right. I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave you some SpongeBob SquarePants. What? <laughs> Later, Whiskey. Yeah. See you, Whiskey. All right, we'll end it there, but don't worry. Cognac and I recorded a bunch of stuff afterwards for a couple of wee drams, which we'll see over the coming weeks. So this clearly isn't part of my normal repertoire of music that I put at the end of an episode, but a quick Google search revealed... Google, wow, words are hard. Uh, a quick Google search revealed there is a... Uh, 
let's call it a viral music video, forgive the pun, that has made some rounds since the 9th of February. The song is unsurprisingly called Coronavirus, and it's by Dominican singer Yofrango911. Uh, since its release, the video is about a million views. I got a link to it in our Spotify and to the news, uh, the news article that I found it on. Basically, it's a video that shows the artist in the back of an ambulance surrounded by people dressed as medics. Although, I question their ability to treat anything since one of them is gyrating while shirtless. Why did I put this at the end? Ask me again sometime. Check for the link to the news store I found in the description. Uh, at any rate... Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks. See, I've recorded this a couple of times, but now I'm drinking bourbon and it's coming a little bit more confidently, which is good. Anyway, uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook. The link is in the description. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for more 320 Club.